Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining the, the Real Angels of Real Estate. When yes, we are rare. This is Alexa Caballo, Hughes in Connecticut, and we have Kinsey Lee Eggles, Fort Myers, Florida. And the Rewell in Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have such a great, great episode for you today. We are lean and mean, ready to go, ready to kick off 2019 as our best year yet. So, ladies, this is our schedule for today. First, we're going to go over our hot topic of the month, which is our best business planning for 2019. Then we're going to hit our peak in the pit of the month, our highs and the lows. We'll share with our audience. And then we're going to hit a frequently asked question from the audience. So, all right. Who wants to start us off? What are your best business planning techniques for 2019? I can start by saying have a plan. You know, um, if you don't have a plan, um, and your plan is not written down, um, then you can plan to fail. So I would say um, go ahead and make sure that you have a plan. And I'm kidding. So written goals, Kinsey, is probably huge. Do you typically um, like journal them or do you have like a spreadsheet of your numbers? Like how do you like to do it? Um, well, I have lots of goals and, you know, I have several different plans um, for my real estate business, my nonprofit for, um, you know, pretty much everything that I do. So um, I, um, each of my ventures has a separate business plan um, and then I track everything. So, and everything is spreadsheet tracked. So yeah, That's put it on a spreadsheet and, um, you know, um, we were talking, Tabitha and I were talking the other day um, about cold calling. You know, I'm not the type of person that's going to wake up in the morning and knock out 150 phone calls. That isn't my business plan. Um, right. You know, I, I build different sorts of relationships to increase my business. Um, so, you know, and all of that is written down in a plan. And, you know, I, I change my plan. Um, so it's not set in stone. This is exactly what I'm going to do for the next year. Um, my plan is ever, um, it's, it's constantly being updated and it's constantly, um, you know, moving with the flow of life. Yeah. And so, that, that's it. Yeah. And we always change and we have our goals written and we kind of change yeah. them as things go, right? Because we can't control life. We can't control no. circumstances, but we control, you know, how we, how we react and how we make 2019 our best year yet. So oh, how about you have? How, how are you kind of business planning for 2019? I do the same thing. It's written. I like the roadmap. Um, I'll, I'll start off with like my core values, my things that I want to accomplish for the year. Um, my vision just is to keep you kind of reminded of what path you're on, why you're in it. And then I look at the current business. I'll write down current transactions, what I did last year. You know, that's good enough, but do I want to double it? You know, what kind of, you know, increase? I try to increase 20%. So how, what those numbers look like, my price per transaction, and I'll go through and write down those numbers. And then I do, I lead track um, everything that I do, every conversation that I have, whether it's you know productive or not, um, just to keep track of how many people I'm talking to. Because it's easy to, to look, at, look at a big mountain of, okay, I've got to make, you know, I've got to do 70 or 80 or 90 deals but you really don't see what you're doing in a day by day until you go back and you can have that logged and kind of a feeling of accomplishment too. It's true. And it sounds like you kind of revisit that throughout the year as well. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely crucial. So I'll share that I actually have my business plan on the spreadsheet and it has like a bunch of different pages on it. The first thing I do is I track all my business from 2018. And I'm pleased to say that 25% of my business was actually Remax to Remax referrals. So that's so was I. There you go. So yeah. It's awesome. You know, I mean, this mine, is. Mine was actually more to about 34%. Oh, amazing. Um, Remax to Remax referrals. Yeah. You know what? And and if we didn't track our business, we wouldn't realize where the sources are coming from. We wouldn't be able to kind of um, get the best game plan together for 2019. So I'm sure um, I know for myself, a big area of focus are the referrals that we're making. And um, part of that is like just getting out there and doing things like this and being visible and creating value among Mm -hmm. our Remax agents. And, you know, it's it's actually a huge part of the business plan. So um, another Another thing we love, our, we love our Remax referral agents. We, and we, are, we, we love putting checks in the mail to those agents that are sending us their clients to take care of. So mwah, for that, love you guys. We do love you guys for that. Um, so some other things that I do, I kind of look at what I did right, what I did not get done as far as like perhaps a goal, maybe it's implementing, you know, a new website, et cetera. And then I actually go through all my successes as far as like big wins for this year, not only like as far as business, but also my lifetime successes, you know, things that I've accomplished personal, professionally, um, spiritually, health is a big part as well. So I do kind of like the holistic kind of perspective. And then I track my sales throughout the year. I'm going to compare that to my annual plan and kind of make sure that I'm, you know, on task. Um, but I think you guys said it. It's all about kind of tracking, writing down your goals. Otherwise, if you don't measure it, it has no way to improve. Right. And at the same time, you also have to work into that business planning, taking time for yourself. Um, if you're not taking time for yourself um, with your family, with your significant other, and you're not taking time to do um Obviously, real estate makes us happy. We've all been in this business for years and years and years. But if you're um, not taking time to make yourself happy, that's also going to be reflecting in how your business is being handled. Very true. Yeah. I mean, it's really, we all try to work-life balance, whatever that actually means for each and every one of us. But it's true. You know, sometimes you may have a year super successful as far as sales, but maybe you didn't get to spend time with the family. Maybe you didn't get to be as healthy as you want to be. So it's definitely a balance between all those things. All right. Any last thoughts on our 2019 ways to win? Kick ass and keep it going, girls. That's it. So ladies, now we're on to our peak and our pit of the month. We'll all start us off with a fun new segment where each of us are going to kind of share um, either one portion of our month with either the high or the low. And actually my peak and my pit was, was actually both the same thing, which was my BNI meetings. So I'm part of a BNI Business Network Exchange um, International, and we actually meet once a week on Tuesday, 7 a.m. So my peak was not having to wake up at 4:30 a.m. every Tuesday because we haven't met this month yet because our country club is closed. But that's also my pit because that's 35% of my business. So it's actually one of those things where, yeah, it's much better. I would love to sleep in and you know enjoy, and you know I didn't have a choice because the country club was closed. But man, oh man, I cannot wait to get back out there and networking with my people. So that's mine. Who's up next? Um, Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. My peak of the month 
is two deals I totally wrote off, multiple offers. I know we're not getting it because we're not even coming near the asking price. We're $15,000 under the asking price and we get the, we get the deal. So that's my peak is, is those. So never write those off, I guess. And my pit of the month is just getting out of this hibernation, cold, 20, 30 degree. Ugh. Nobody wants to get out there and seriously look. It's 50 in Florida. We're all like frozen here. I've got my Uggs and my scarf on. It's only 50. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it. It is miserable. You came to Connecticut, you freeze like a popsicle. Connecticut and Ohio are like, yeah, sorry, girl. Oh, my gosh. Guess what? I think I have a parka in my car. Do you have socks? Me too, always. A parka. I have socks on. <laughs> Did you even own a pair of socks or parka? Um, hold on, hold on. Because I am in my car because I just left the Board of Realtors. If it has fur, hold on. It's in my, if it has fur, is that oh. a parka? That is yep. that that's considered a park. That's, that's a Florida parka. Mine have a little bit more fur than that. <laughs> I love it. So Kins, how about you? Yeah. Your peak and um, well, um, I would have to let's let's go with my um, my peaks here. So um, some of you know that um, I wasn't listing and selling real estate for about um, two and a half years. I um, you know took a step back. I became a non non-participating broker because I don't compete with my team. Um, and so I, I took a step back from listing and selling real estate until just about four and a half months ago um, when I am now healthy enough because I, I medical issues, kidney, pancreas, transplant, be an organ donor. Um, but so um, I came back and I hit it hard um, on my farm area. And I can tell you that I um, in the past four and a half months, um, my farm has produced nine new listings for me. Um, and that is just my farm area. Um, so I would have to say that um, bringing in, you know, that pipeline of business has been very, very successful. And um, I currently have no pit bulls. Hey, that's what you know. I am happy, I'm healthy, um, and thriving, and I have no pitfalls, and that's an amazing thing to say. That so, is amazing. Absolutely, 100% blessed. Um, amazing. Yeah. It's all how you look at it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, good stuff. All right, so to our next segment is our frequently asked question from the audience, is how do we handle multiple offer situations when we're representing the buyer. Isn't this a fun one? Who wants to kick us off? Oh, on the buyer. See, yeah. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not really a buyer's agent. Um, so I would have I'll... to take it on the listing side. Oh, and I've got... Okay. Oh Go for it. Yeah. Are we... Oh, I'm going for it. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Who's going? I'm going? Okay. Well, I'm going to... I'll tell you how I handle it from the listing agent perspective. Okay. Because... Um, I'm, you know, I'd say I'm the, a listing agent, not so much a buyer's agent. And um, I'm got multiple offers right now on two of my listings. Um, so, you know, what we do is we set a, a date and a time um, for the highest and best offer. And then we present all of the offers to the seller and the seller. Um, it's ultimately the seller's decision on 
what offer they choose. And I actually have an agent to call right after this phone call that's not going to be very happy that their offer wasn't accepted. So, um, you know, and, and it all came down to terms. It all came down to terms. We had two offers, um, the exact same price, exact same escrow. One was on an as-is contract. One was on a far bar contract, which um, ties the seller into repairing um, anything that were to pop up in the um, home inspection. And one had a closing date by the end of the month and one had a closing date, um, you know, pushed out a little bit. So, you know, it all came down to, it didn't come down to price. It absolutely came down to terms. So from the listing agent standpoint, you're going to want to um, get your terms right and tight. Um, you know, get your contingencies um, shortened down and um, present the, not just it, not just the highest, but don't forget that word best. That's it. Love yeah. it. Tabitha, how about you? How do you handle multiple offers, either on the buyer or seller side? Uh, so similar on the, on the seller side. So for the buyer side, I, I think it's key to have some kind of a relationship with the listing agent. You know, if your client's interested, you know they're interested. Your first call is going to be to the listing agent just to let them know, thanks for the showing. It went really well. I'll be following up. I think they're interested. Um, I think that's right out of the gate. Two, you, you, when you send an offer over, always call the listing agent. Make sure oh they gosh. got it. Right? Oh, my God. Call me. Yeah, call. Make sure call they got me it. Call and text me. I had, yeah. I had, I had an offer on a multiple offer sitting in my junk for a day and a half and oh my they, didn't even, they didn't even call me to tell me that it should be there. That's not That's good representation for the yeah. buyer. Crazy. And then uh, we're, you know, we're doing escalation clauses and yeah. a love letter. I mean, that's, those are the things yeah. The one that I wrote $15,000 lower were multiple offers. Our difference was we didn't do an escalation clause. Even we were going to, she said, no, she stayed at her price but the love letter won him over. Love it. Love it. And I guess I'll go on from there. I never called it a love letter, but you're absolutely right. There's nothing better than a nice personal love letter saying how much you love the home and how you want it to be yours. I've had clients include photos. I'm not sure what you guys are allowed to yep. do. I even had clients do a video. I'm like, listen, you guys really want this home. You want to step it up? Let's do a video. And they're like, okay. You know, things like that really make a difference. Were they, were they hugging the mailbox? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Next time, that's a great idea. I really like yeah, that. Like, I really like hug, that. Hug the mailbox, maybe, you know, stroke the front door. <laughs> <laughs> the driveway, I don't know. It's, it's going to either have one of two reactions right there. Yeah, Hold on. Can you just can you just send me an offer today that has all of these things? Because you know, there's a 99% chance, even if the offer is like four dollars, my seller might have to accept it. <laughs> well, at least check it out, that's for sure, and get a good laugh out of it. No, but right. in all reality, um, yeah, the love letter is huge in whatever form you choose, the video, photo, and letter, etc. But also the escalation clause tab. I didn't know. It's so funny because literally 0.00000001 agents in Connecticut are using the escalation clause. I came about it. I don't even know how. And I like took it in. I'm like, yes, this is what's up. I've won so many multiple offers. My buyers are like, oh my God, I love you. You're telling me I don't have to like give them my actual highest and best. I could say a thousand over. 
highest up to a cap amount. This is amazing. Wow. You know? And see, you'll never see an escalation clause in Florida. And I think I'm going to bring it back. Why I not? Mean, I, yeah. In that's fact, great. Not, you have to check with your state. Disclaimer, check yeah. with your state. Absolutely. Not, not all states allow that. I believe I've, clause. I believe I've seen the form, but I don't believe I've ever seen the form used. So I'm going to look into that this afternoon for sure. You know what's crazy? We don't, we don't even have a form. I just use a blank rider and then okay. I have my attorney approved. I'll, se I'll send you my form. Perfect. Oh, awesome. And I'll send you guys my verbiage and maybe we can kind of, you know, share it to better our clients. So that's how right. I handle buyers. When I handle sellers, it's up to the discretion of the seller how they want to, um, you know, yep. as far as disclosing to all the parties. Sometimes if I have such a great offer, um, maybe I won't tell them there's multiple offers is that's what my seller wants to do because they don't want to disturb the, the really yep. front runner. And then, you know, a lot of times we will tell the other parties highest and best. And of course, like you guys said, it all comes down to terms and price and all that, that good stuff. Yeah. So, and in the end, it's always what the buyer and the seller wants. Exactly. Yep. It's oh, always. I'm, I'm going to add on to that. Yeah. Adding on to that, that initial phone call with the, with the other agent, letting them know that your clients are interested. That's a great time if you get them on the phone to ask them what the timing is so that you can start off exactly. the with the terms. Yeah. You know? Awesome, you guys. Well, this is this was excellent. All right, ladies. So thanks for another great episode here. So our next episode is February 20th at noon. And in the month of February, we're going to honor Valentine's Day. By our episode will be covering how we show the love to our clients. Sounds great. I love it. It's awesome. good. And then I believe come the end of February, we might have some surprise something or other happening. Oh, we, yeah. yeah. So um, you're going to have to tune into net to February 20th show to figure out what else we could be up to. Yeah. You just never know yeah. who the rare girls are going to be and what they're going to be yeah. doing. So stay never tuned know. with you we on February know. 20th at noon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye girls. Right. Love you. Have a great January. Bye. Bye. Bye.